Please hit record again. We're going. Yeah, we're live, sure. motherfuckers. My name is Chris. I, I, I'm Daniel. And that's Daniel. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Hanging Out for Dear Life. We're going to jump right into it. Um, we, we were talking the other day. Mm-hmm. And um, we, were, we were chatting about something in the NFL. And we were like going through, you know, just chatting a little bit about some of the top players, um, the NFL's rankings. And we both felt that we needed to do an immediate, po- like, a, like, a, like an emergency podcast to talk about how poorly these top 20, um, these, these top 100, but we're going to stick to the top 20 uh, were placed. So uh, here we are. We're going to jump right into it. Yeah. Um, this is the first time I'm actually looking at this list because there's only a couple of the big names. So we're going to go through this together. Cool. Um, so I was going to say we should start at 20 and work our way down to one. That's what I'm talking about. Perfect. So first pick or the first guy at number 20, 20th best player in the league last year. J.C. Jackson. Who the fuck is that? All right, stop it. I think he's rightly ranked. I think 20 is a good spot for him. No, I'm saying I don't know who he is. He was the guy from the Patriots, had eight picks last season, one pick six. That's pretty good. Yeah, good good corner. And I think he only allowed like 48% completion in his area. Like good good overall corner. Okay. Good solid, good player. Went to the Chargers in the offseason. Um, I think he's a really good ball player. He's a ball hawk. If you can create turnovers in this league, then you, you know, you're, you're going to stay around for a while. Okay, was there any other corners ahead of him? Oh, yeah, there was one corner that was ahead of him, and it was uh, the number nine guy. Okay, well, we'll get there. Yeah. So, And when we get to the number nine guy, I'm going to bitch and moan about why a player from the Falcons isn't on this list. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I would do the same thing if, you know. Anyways. Um, yeah, J.C. Jackson, number 20. Um, don't really know much about him. I think that um, his previous rank was 49, and now he's 20. It's quite a big jump. You know, I think it's a fair jump, though, because even the year he was ranked 49, he had like six picks. So he's only so gone two up. picks gets you nineteen spots it's eight and turnovers. one, one eight six turnovers forced and one pick six. So the math here for every pick you're getting six. getting seven and a half points. But typically, guys that are young like him and have two good seasons in a row tend to jump really high. Like that's just mm-hmm. kind of like a tendency in the top one hundred. Well, sure, rankings. because they're they're like they're a little bit younger, so they can jump higher, right? And their muscles aren't sure. as sore. <laughs> uh, oh, you meant like yes. spots. So, anyways. All right, number 19. Oh, who the fuck is... Whoa, that's, that's hilarious. So, Debo Samuel, number 19. <laughs> I hated that pick. Way too high. Way, way too high for Debo. And here's why. Debo plays in an offense that is tailor-made for that guy. Like, okay. like he's a gadget player. Okay. He's not like he's he's not a dominant player. He's just uh, the right fit for a weird offense. So, I think he should be in the top 100. I can see him as a top 50 guy. But, like, number 19... You're telling me that they're, he, he's, not, he's not that high. I'm sorry. He's not that good. I This is one of the players that I really do know. I, I'm actually going to respectfully disagree with you. Um, okay. First of all, his number's 19. So clear, clear choice uh, for 19. Second of all, um, I don't think there was a more physically dominant – I'm going to be careful saying this, right? But physically dominant receiver in the NFL last year. Now, what I mean is, is – his yards after contact, his ability to run the ball and create, like, again, his yards after contact was absolutely unreal. This dude would catch mm-hmm. the ball and three people would bounce off him. He'd still be running the football. Um, he dr- Very few drops, right? Even mm-hmm. when he played when he played the, the proper position, very few drops. He was worked to the fucking ground, right? He said yes and did everything that that team needed. And you sure. can say they, they developed the offense around him, but I think that, like, a lot of players and the reason they're successful is because good coaches – create opportunities for their playmakers to make fucking plays well 100 percent. but i mean again i don't think he does this 
even similarly to this degree this year. I think he falls off big time. Like now, do you think that has anything to do with like obviously his grievances with how he was played last year, or do you think that's because he falls off? It's a little bit of both. I think okay. obviously he as a player recognizes that's too much punishment for one body to take in one season. Which Smart I respect young that. kid right there. Hundred percent respect. Get a cold decision. plunge, Joe. Joe Rogan, get a, get him a cold cold plunge. Get him a cold plunge. And I, I but I, res- I respect that decision, right? I respect his decision as a player to say you're using to me too much. I'm gonna get beat up, hurt, and I'm gonna you're gonna short my career. I can I can respect that. I have I have respect for a player that's willing to recognize that. Hell yeah. But again, I just I think he kind of got kind of got luck of the draw. Like I, I think he had a good system that was built for a guy like him. Got a lot of gadget plays that are weird, and, and sure guys are bouncing off of him, but it was like a corner. He wasn't taking on linebackers that often. He wasn't taking on no, actual man, he hitters. Was, though. He was no. man. He they were they were running between the tackles like a no. fucking running back, dude. He was no. bowling people over. He was bullying fucking everybody on the defense. He didn't bully Terrell. Trump made him his little bitch. That's okay. That's one person, right? Everybody's got their person, right? Everybody's going to meet their match. Look, I think that's an even – I think that's a fair ranking. I think it's also, like, great that he's number 19. Because um, he is number 19? Yeah. It is funny. No, I like that. And, like, again, I'm not trying to sit here and, like, slander Debo and say he's not a good player. I just don't think he's number 19 high. I don't think he's that good. I think if we're – and, again, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I – again, I'm considering him a wide receiver, running back, however you want to consider him. And I sure. don't think that there's eight more – that play his position that are that, that are that much better than him. And that's where I'm like, okay, so like if I'm looking at that, then I think 19 is fair. I think top 20 is fair. Here we fair go. enough. All number, right. Number 18, Shaquille Leonard. Oh, oh man, Dar- I love Darius this guy. Leonard. But yeah, I, I think 18 is either just right or maybe a little low. Like maybe he should be a little bit higher on the list, but I think – When you say higher, I just want to make sure we're clear. 15, like, like – Okay, so going, you're higher that way, not okay. – Yeah, like you like one is the highest spot, 100 yeah, is the You said spot. a little low, and then I was like – Then you said higher, and so I was confused. I just want to make sure. No, it's okay. Yeah, sure. so I'm, I, when I say low, I mean that they're – Closer to one. Yeah, well, closer to 100. High oh. would be closer to one. Got it. Okay. So if they're too high, they're too close to number one. Okay. If they're too low, they're too close to 100. That's confusing for me, but yeah. I got it. But anyways, I, I think – I think Shaquille Leonard should be more of like a 15 or 14 ranked guy. So he's only a few spots off where I think he really should be. But he's a playmaker. Like that dude just makes plays all over the football field. So I think 18 is a good spot for him. Yeah, man. That guy's a fucking Tasmanian devil. He's an animal. Oh, man. We watched a little bit of that. I think it was like the end season. Uh, maybe it was. I think it was the during the season. Hard Knocks was yeah. the Colts. Um, and got to learn a little bit about this guy. And like, dude, he's Dog. a baller, man. He's He's severely undersized for the, for the position, right? But he he's severely on another level when it comes to mentality, as well as his mental ability to read the field, right? He's like two steps ahead of everybody, um, and he has to be, or else, he's he, or else always, he doesn't perform. He's always around the fucking football, hundred percent. And Literally like his motor always. doesn't stop, right? Yeah. Always got a motor. Um, I think eighteen's good. I, I think I'd have to go again without knowing the other the other rankings and how many of the like mm-hmm. linebackers that position specifically are below him i think that um i think that's a decent ranking for linebackers but i mean there isn't more than six linebackers i think that are better than him um so we're gonna see yeah no i mean well i mean that's the thing though is like there's not there's just because he's at 18 doesn't mean there's six linebackers ahead of him you know i think he's the top ranked linebacker at least inside backer yeah, he he's the highest rated inside linebacker on the list. So, okay, then I think that's. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know, again, I think that's fair. Yeah, um, he, he's the, he's the best inside linebacker in football, in my opinion. Yeah, and like I think that's fair for me to. Yeah, I agree with that. Here so, we go. Number seventeen, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> this one again, Dude. I I only, I only justify where he's at on this list only because he's behind three receivers that I think he is behind. 
like if you look at like the rest of the list going upwards, like towards number one, he he's behind those other three guys. So I think he's appropriately ranked. I think seventeen is the right spot for him. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think, I think he took a little bit of a step back last year, but I think that, um, he still showed up when he needed to. I, I again, I think that the quarterback that's throwing to him is wildly inconsistent. Um, when it comes down to it. Sure. Um, I think 17 again, I mean, I, I don't know. I got to see how many, there's, you know, one, there's, one other wide receiver in front of him on the top down to 10. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there's the Cooper cups on that list. And I'm sure maybe Jamar chase is on that list. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he might be, uh, might be a little high for him. Like in regard, when I say high, I mean closer to 100. Yeah. I think he's probably higher ranked. Like like he, he should, should be, be ranked closer to 10 probably. Okay. Than, I guess. Cool. Yep. I mean, I, I I agree. I mean, I think 17 is the right spot, but I, I also could see you putting closer to 10. Like, yeah. I, I can see that. This dude looks like a fucking actor. I don't know who it is, but it's kind of <laughs> I mean, like, I see him, and, like, in the in the, sh- in the movies, he has, like, tattoos on his face and shit. Anyways. So, number 16, Micah Parsons. That was a fucking dog last dog year. Last dog last year. So, he's another one of the – he was the Debo of defense. Like, he, he could put him wherever he wanted. Defensive end, inside linebacker, outside linebacker. I mean, honestly, you want to put him at fucking safety, you'd probably do just fine. But he, he was a, just all over the field, and I think Dallas did the right thing by not just making him play just outside linebacker or just inside linebacker or just defensive end. They let him roam around that defense and make plays where he could make plays. And the only reason I conversed this to what I said about Debo earlier is that I think playing defense, you don't take quite the physical toll on your body. As like as a as a frequent ball carrier because you're getting hit as a frequent ball every single play you have to get right unless you're getting touched so it's like and if you score you might have to shake off a few guys and you're still taking contact so it's but I think I think Micah Parsons is very appropriately ranked I think 16 is a good spot for him came in as a rookie and just made a huge splash in the NFL yeah playmaker turnovers sacks tackling like he had everything yeah it was fun watching him in a hard knocks as well Mm -hmm. um. This dude also looks like a fucking famous person. I think one of we need to do it. We need to do a series where <laughs> celebrity lookalikes instead, um, of, instead of who's that Pokemon? Who's that celebrity? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> who's that celebrity? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, uh, Michael Parsons. I mean, look, he's still so young. I mean, he came in, he balled out. Uh, I think there's definitely some better defensive players than him. I think there's some better players in the NFL than him. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, I think fairly ranked. Fairly ranked. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Number 15, Tyreek Hill. So you're telling me this motherfucker didn't move from last year. He was 15 last year and 15 this year. That's bullshit. You think he should be higher or lower? Yeah. Where do you, where would you rank Tyreek Hill? I league? mean, Where'd look, you put him? Dude's dynamic, explosive. He's top 10. Okay. You think top, he's top 10 player in the league? Top 10 player in the league, 100%. I mean, you he's just so dominant. You can't guard him for more than two seconds. I don't care who you put on him. True. Right? Like, if... If the if you don't get to the quarterback and the quarterback extends a play, Tyreek Hill is going to be open. Yeah, there's a hundred percent chance that Tyreek Hill is going to be open. There isn't somebody that plays like the inverse, like the inverse position is him, right? So I, when I also think of like best players in the league or like we're going through this list, like you have to think about like their counterpart, like their best counterpart on the opposite side of the ball. Yeah, how much better are they than them? Sure. So I mean, if you're looking at a Tyreek Hill, right, like your antithesis in that position is going to be Jalen Ramsey. Like he's he's considered the consensus number one corner. And I don't think that, I don't think you, you he stays with Tyreek Hill for more than three seconds. 
No. I, not I a chance. I not agree. a chance, right? And I think that even two, two and a half seconds is pushing it. Yeah. Tyreek Hill's just that, that dynamic, that explosive. And again, I think that, you know, he was in a, he was in a very good offense, but I think if you play him in an offense like the Rams, right. And you take out Cooper cup, I think he outperforms Cooper cup last year. He's that dynamic. He's that explosive. Um, he, there was just so many mouths to feed in Kansas city. I would only disagree with that slightly because Stafford's not really an extend the play kind of quarterback. He's a three-step ball out, three-step ball out, three-step ball out, and sure. I, I, not that not to knock Stafford versus Mahomes or anything like that, mm-hmm. but just I think, I think Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill was a match made in heaven, like that, like that was that was like the perfect yeah. receiver quarterback duo, and I'm I'm really surprised Kansas City let that go this year. I, I really really am, like because that's they they just complement each other so well. Yeah, I, I actually don't think that Kansas City could keep him. I mean, he deserved to get paid, mm-hmm. and I think they tied up too much money in Mahomes' contract. It's true. Um. But that's a different conversation. Again, yeah. I, I just think that um, with all the mouths to feed in Kansas City, yeah. Tyreek still statistically blew it up. Blew it up, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now all of a sudden him going to Miami, he doesn't have somebody that's as dynamic to get him the ball. But, again, I think if you put him in like an offense like Stafford, even Stafford three-step drop, I mean, get him the ball, he's going to create separation. Yeah. Again, he's one of the the only mouths to feed. So, Was it like three or four years ago when he caught that slant route in the Chargers and literally just ran up the middle of the defense? Like he just yeah. turned the Jets Had on him and two said years bye. Ago. It was either last year or the year before. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's, I remember he caught the slant, and I'm like, oh, they're going to tackle him. And he just turned just the Jets looked, on. It's fucking illegal, bro. Well, for, I think for him even it's like – not to stay on this topic for too long, but like it's not even so much his top line speed. It's how fast he gets there. His acceleration is ridiculous. Yeah, like, his ability to get to top speed is so dumb. It's so quick. Like it's like a Tesla. Yeah, he just right. It's all of a sudden like you can go from zero to sixty in fucking two point one seconds. Mm -hmm. As this dude, you go zero to twenty one in like fucking one second. Takes two steps and he's at full speed. Anyways, yeah. Number I think it's too high. Number fourteen. Too low. Yeah, it'd be too low. Low when the whistle blow. Anyways, uh, number fourteen, Trent Williams. I thought that was egregiously too low. He should have been in the top ten. He was the best offensive lineman in football. Like, if you're if you're a quarterback and that guy's at your left tackle, you don't even bother checking the pressure on that side. You're like, he can block six guys. I'm not even worried <laughs> about it. You just you let him do his thing. And it's I I he's a mauler in the run game. I mean, again, he's probably part of the big reason why Debo is so successful because he could just pick off and clean up dudes for him and, and create a lane. So like he's linemen never get the respect they should. And I, I'm a big offensive lineman fan. Like I love watching good offensive linemen play football. Like Quentin Nelson, I got a stiffy for that guy. Like, he's, it's, it's, it's so, it, I love it when they, when they just got there and ball. So I, I think Trent Williams is too low. Should have been a top 10 player, but that's just my take on it. Um, yeah. I mean, look, uh, I got to see, I mean, if there's no other offensive line, he's, line, he's the highest ranked one. Okay. Um, now should he probably be ranked higher than 14? I guess we'll, uh, we'll we'll circle back, but yeah. I do think that being the number one ranked offensive lineman is the right Super call, fair. Yeah. right? But again, you, I always think about the inverse of that person, right? Mm-hmm. So the Aaron Darnolds, the mm. Darnold, uh, my, Darnold, Donald, Donald, whatever, fucking Sam Darnold doesn't matter. <laughs> I saw ghosts. Um, I saw ghosts. <laughs> the uh, so yeah, so like the the Aaron Dar- Donalds. The Miles Garretts, mm-hmm. the Bosa's, like those folks is like, all right, like now is that person going to be able to one-on-one the other best player? For sure. Right. And if that's the case, then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now like they, wherever you rank one, 
Yeah. They should be within two or three of each other. And that's, that's my, my opinion. Oh, and I agree with you 100% because where, where Donald ends up on this list, Trent Williams should be a lot closer to that. Yeah. Because if you look at Aaron Donald, the Rams didn't even let him line over Quinn and Nelson at all against the Colts. They, they moved to the other side of the defense and said, you can rush over this guard because they didn't want to deal with Quentin Nelson all game. And Quentin Nelson is like 30 spots back mm. on the list. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to put him over Trent Williams. They're not going to have yeah. that matchup. So I don't know. I think he should be a lot higher. Yeah, and I think the line match is hard again, right? Because they're in the trenches and a lot of what you're – like, again, I, I wonder who creates these li- lists, these lists. I think that's something else. That oh, should, this? Yeah. The players vote for it. Huh. Yeah, the top 100 is voted by the players every year. It's interesting. So I guess to that point then, I, I think that, you know, that actually even further is kind of like my thought process here is, you know, when this is created, I'm sure you're thinking of like what is people – what are people seeing or viewing mm-hmm. – the most right like what do you view like like for instance like an Aaron Donald right Donald mm-hmm. fuck um you know you see him sacking the quarterback you yeah. see him making the tackles yep you see Trent Williams you don't necessarily watch and you're not watching him pancaking Aaron, Don- Aaron Donald right yeah. like you're not watching him pancake whoever he's pancaking right like yeah. you're watching the ball wherever it's going and so as a player you're kind of doing the same things and unfortunately that's just going to be kind of the name of the game there yeah no it's unfortunate but I think you're right number 13 I have a huge problem with how did he go backwards? Josh Allen. I, he, I don't get it. I don't. He was 10 in 2021. He should still be in the top 10. I'm a little upset about this. That one's wild. So, like, and, and again, like, he's the and he's the fourth-ranked quarterback on this list. He's number four. Two of the guys ahead of him I, can't, I cannot agree with. I really, I really just can't. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I can't. I can't. He's, too, he's too low on the list. He needs to be in the top 10. I think, honestly, should be the highest-rated highest quarterback in, in football right now. Because you, you put him on any roster, I don't give a fuck what team you pick. Pick the Lions, pick the Seahawks, I don't give a shit. That team immediately becomes a playoff threat because he's quarterback. And what he's playoffs able Playoffs might be no, any he, team. I mean, any team. Dude, you put him on fucking. Name a team. Say the Falcons, I dare you. No, no, no. Put him on the Falcons, we're, we're going to the playoffs. Jets? Going to the playoffs. No. Too good. No. He's, he's phenomenal. Way too good. I think that the Jets get a winning record. But I, I just I, I don't think they make the playoffs. One hundred percent. Nah. Yep. Anyways, I am a big Josh <laughs> Allen fan. I think the dude's a baller. He's an athlete. He's got heart. It's insane. Um, if there's people, if there's quarterbacks ahead of him, I actually wildly disagree. Four. There and are I four. think that you know I know the number one, and I think that's absolutely fucking trash. But anyways, we'll get into it. Number twelve, Derrick Henry, way too high. Played nine games last year. You played nine and games. Incredibly dominant in those nine games. Sure, he was. No, no, don't get me wrong. But you played nine games. What's the best ability? Availability. You sure. Gotta be there. You gotta but be he dropped, there. You dropped six spots. I think that's fair. No. Way yeah, because I think all of a sudden you're there for yep. the other eight games of the season. Like you're, you're you you probably take steps up. Oh, of course. If he if he plays other games, absolutely. But he wasn't there. He can't play the if game. He wasn't there. Nah, man. Nope. Absolutely wasn't there. Dominant. You got to do it based on what you see and what you saw with him. Yeah, I didn't see him for eight games. Make didn't see him for eight games. Men, sure, look like mighty mouses. I'm not. I'm not. Dis, I'm not disowning that or, or disagreeing with that part of it. But you missed half the season. Mm-hmm. You're not 12. You can't be the 12th best player in the league if you're not there for half the season. Sure you can. No, you can't. Okay. I, I. I. That's my biggest gripe with the top 100 every year is that someone who misses half the year, ends up in the top, like, 30 or top 20. And I'm like, the guy missed half the year. Yeah, but it comes down to, like, again, like, the those are unforeseen circumstances, right? You can't say that, like, 
because they were hurt, like they would have been better. They would have been worse. Right. Mm -hmm. But what you can say is like, Hey, I got to make a decision or I got to make an observation based on the information Uh and the evidence that I have Mm -hmm. and the information, the evidence that I have is the nine games that he played. He was incredibly dominant. Sure. And there's nobody in the position that's more dominant than he was in those games. So again, like from my perspective, if I'm making a vote, I'm doing it based on what I viewed Uh versus what I didn't view. But what I also viewed is him only playing nine games. He, yeah. he missed most of the season, or That's a good fine. chunk of the season. Again. I can't do it. Next. Next. Different perspectives, but I just, I just can't. Number 11, Miles Garrett. I have this weird increasingly respect, like the more increasing, res- increasingly more respect for this guy. Uh-huh. You know, I saw him try to smash some white guy with his helmet, and I was like, damn, man, that guy's an asshole. But then more stuff came out about what happened. I was like, damn, that guy was right. I wish he could crush his <laughs> head. Um, and – you haven't heard much after that, right? Like I was like, first I was like, man, they, they were like the media blew this motherfucker up, like mm-hmm. terrible. He's a piece of shit. I can't believe he did that. He should be suspended, expelled from the NFL. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And then like more of the story came. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, man, my guy out here just trying to play ball. Somebody tried to uppercut him. Somebody called him the N word, some racial slurs, and it was a white guy. Fuck that white guy. Expel him from the league. But they like they did the audio checks on that and like that never he never said that. I don't know. Like man. Mason Rudolph never actually said it. I mean, so we don't like know. we don't know he we weren't there. Up. But I mean, I don't know. I, I take that with a grain of salt, but at the same time fucking smash his head. No, I mean. no, I mean and if he did say it for sure, smash his fucking face. Smash in. my boy. Smash. Smash that boy, Dana. But I I think Miles Garrett was a little too low. I think he should be in the top ten. I think I think he's a top ten guy. Like talent wise, like he's a, he's a baller. Like he he's an absolute stud. Oh. If and if you look at like you said before, right? If you're looking at the defensive end position, like he's the best. He's the best defensive end in football. But I guess that's that's also the tough part about the the top twenty the top twenty ranking, right? Is that there are twenty two starters in an NFL game when you look at offense and defense, and if you're the best at your position, it shifts the rankings kind of weird. Yeah, and but I think so. that like again, so you know the top eleven of each position. Mm-hmm. Right, um, or I guess the, the number one in each position. Mm-hmm. Now you got to think about okay, so you take these top eleven and these top eleven offensively and defensively. Yeah, which of these top eleven have the biggest impact on the game day yep. in and day out, yep. night in and night out? Yep. And which one has the opportunity to either win the game on their own or lose the game on their own? Yeah, and I think that's how you then take that top twenty-two and you rank them. 100%. Right. So I think that that would have been fun to do. Is yeah. actually what we should have done is went through the top twenty-two. And been like, okay, are these the number one in their position? Yeah. Well, I think it also gets kind of muddy, too, even with that, though, because you have two receivers in, like, a starting lineup, per se, right? So it's yeah, like – And then you have two corners, two safeties. Four wide receivers, right? And Technically, yeah. Okay. And well, then you also got two safeties, two corners. You look, know, at two, this, anyways. Look, look at us working this out. Right. Anyways. Not yelling at each other. Number 10. Number 10. Travis Kelsey. Took steps backwards. That's interesting. I think that's super appropriate, though. I think he's, he's the best tight end in football. I think out of all the tight ends that are playing right now, he's the most consistent. He's the trip. best tight end in all the tight ends. Travis Kelsey is the most consistent tight end you're ever going to see step on a football field. But he's just good. I mean, overall, like he blocks, catches the football, makes guys miss. Like He does all the things right. He does everything right. So he's I think, just an athlete. I think bro. number 10 is like spot on. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like he's, if you told me he's the 10th best player in football, I would agree with you. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, the most, that's a very accurate spot for him. Yeah, I mean – I think that taking you know five steps backwards, I, I it's an interesting, it's an interesting again because I can see it like what they were last yeah. the last one and this one, and I just like I'm I'm thinking about these two seasons, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't think that last season was that much, like he performed that less that 
he didn't perform as well. Mm-hmm. But it also could be the guys around him played just a little bit better to bump him them sure. themselves up and bump him yeah, down. Yeah, or defenses got better, right? But I think um, – but then again, that, that shouldn't take away from his rank, right? Because he's still that dominant. He's still blocking. He's still sure. running. He's still catching, right? And that goes back into our original argue, or our original debate was like, well, how do we how do we rate these people, right? Yeah. Um, so if the defense schemes better against you, like, uh, is what it is. But mm-hmm. again, we're still thinking like – because if you triple team Aaron Donald all the time, like mm-hmm. – He's not gonna fucking splash play all the time, but then but it's like the okay, well now that now he's taking guys. three guys, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where I, I love Travis Kelsey because I love watching it when it's not a pass. I love watching him when he's not a pass play, and I love watching him when the ball doesn't go to him. Well, you know, one of the things that he does well, and I've noticed this when I watch like a Chiefs game, he's actually great at screen blocking. Like if you yeah. throw like a tunnel screen to a receiver, like a little flare screen, he's really good at getting out there and picking off a corner or like taking out the outside back. Great blocker, like, man. Like he's really good at it, and so and no, he doesn't get penalized very often. Yeah. It's very rare that he you see a penalty on him. Yeah, so. man, being as as athletic as he is in that mm-hmm. position, it's it's outstanding. Number nine, Jalen Ramsey. I was like, at first I didn't look at the name. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I was like, I don't even understand. I've never seen this guy in my life. Um, so Jalen Ramsey at nine again. I think it's it's accurate. Like I think. He's a good corner, but like when we're when we're looking at cornerbacks in the NFL right now, there's there's not a lot of guys that are like real lockdown. There's no Revis Islands. Yeah, like and there's there's and there's there's only one guy that's even close to it, and people might shake their heads at this, but it's AJ Terrell. He's the closest guy to being just a locked up corner. You know who he is. I talk about him all the time. Falcons corner. Oh, he's he's the only guy that's even close to it because last season. Don't tell me what like I mean. <laughs> like the like the stats from last season is AJ Terrell didn't give up in a single matchup more than thirty five yards. Thirty five yards was the most amount of yards he allowed to a receiver he was covering, and so to me that makes him the best defensively the best lockdown corner in the league of last season. But even then, I wouldn't sit there and go like Terrell's like a like Revis Island or like when Champ Bailey was in his prime and just shutting guys down yeah. every single season. So it's like I think Jalen Ramsey is very appropriately ranked because he still gets beat sometimes yeah. he's not like a like like he's not like in that situation where he, he never gives up a big play or never gives up anything no, i mean playoffs last year he gave up a couple big plays yeah so Yikes. so i think i think nine's fairly is accurate i think that's a that's a solid rank for him i think he's best corner in the league if you combine playmaking and ability to cover you know you made a lot of good you made a lot of good points there i i, I don't i don't think this i don't think he should crack the top 10 mm-hmm. right because i think like sure he's the best corner in the league best best player in his position yeah but he's not the best player in his position where like he's going to be in that opportunity and i think top 10s like they got to have the, the ability to be able to make or break the game yeah right and i don't think he has the ability to do that as as his individual i don't think he can yeah. i think the position as a corner can have that effect on the game mm-hmm. i don't think that he brings that to the field That's and fair. so again i think if you're thinking top 10 if i if you're going to be in my top 10 you got to be able to have yourself at your position you got to be the best in your position and the way that you play it can either make or break a fucking game. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I think you're 100% onto something, right? Like like you said, I'm onto something. you got to be a game breaker. Yeah. And, and again, I think Ramsey takes away a lot of what an offense wants to do with their number one receiver, but he doesn't break the game. Yeah. He's just, he's just, he's just consistently inconsistent. Yes. Right. Um, game breaker reminded me of something. Did you ever play NFL Street? No, I never did that. <gasps> Dude, that game was sick. Yeah, I mean, you I fucking I, start I, growing, and you get like the game breaker, and then all of a sudden, man, you turn to a fucking superhero, pretty much. <laughs> you be running off the wall, doing passes in between your legs up the wall while you do a front flip and having like fucking, yeah, man, wild. Anyways. That's funny. Uh, you, cool. You should play it. All right, I'm down. Number eight, good old Patty Mahomes. So, 
I have mixed feelings about Patty at at, uh, at number eight. I think it's a little too high for me personally. Um, I still think he's a top twenty guy. I think I think he still deserves to to drop in that top twenty for that area because he is a game breaker. He can win you a game by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he has the ability to do so. I think the only thing that holds me back from wanting to put him higher is the Bengals exposed the shit out of him in that playoff game. Sure did. All they did was play cover three. That's literally all they did all second half. They like throw the ball underneath, and he wouldn't do it. He kept trying to push the ball downfield, push the ball downfield, push the ball downfield, and it it didn't work. Through a pick, through so many incompletions, because he kept trying to push it. And it's like, hey man, you have the number ten guy in the league, Travis Kelsey. Throw him the little five yard ball and the prior number six. Yeah, let him do it. As well, yeah. Let like run it, like keep the ball short. You don't have to force it downfield. And I think he doesn't always do that, but he definitely has those games where he gets a little too like locked in on the deep ball, and it's it's not always going to be there. I don't care how talented you are. Yeah, so. um, those are some great points you actually made. I, I think for me, and I think I said this in, in one of our earlier episodes. Um, Patrick Mahomes has to learn a new talent and learn a new skill this mm-hmm. year, right? And that's how to be comfortable throwing in, like from the pocket yeah, and not having to create and make the big play, yeah, right? Not having to extend the play Just and find play something that's open. Football. It's like, yo, like you got you to gotta, you gotta lock in, make your reads. One, one's not there. Two's there. Throw the ball, right? Yeah. Like don't wait and then you scramble around. And I think, because mm-hmm. again, you don't, you don't have the playmakers that you did in Tyreek Hill to be able to create that separation that you knew, like, hey, if I get flushed out of the pocket, I'm going to throw this ball. Yeah. So I can hold on to the ball longer. You're an athlete, dude. You're, you're, you're one of the best. You have one of the best arm talents in the league. Trust that, right? And, and he's if, accurate. Like, and he's accurate, right? But I think that, again, he's accurate because he's created in his mind that, like, oh, like this play, I shouldn't make this throw. Like, most people want to be able to make this throw. So, like, there's that, like, it's it, it's an inverse, yeah, it's the inverse ability to have no pressure on you. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're doing something that nobody thinks you can do anyways, and you know that you can do it, so you just do it. Yeah. And that's kind of freeing. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, like, hey, you got to be the guy. Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta step up. You got you to gotta, you take your three to five step drop, and you got to lock in, read one, read two, not there, throw the ball to three. Yep. Right? Or if, you, jump off. or if you say you see a cover three, just hit the running back out of the backfield. Yeah. Let, let so, him go make a play. And I think that's – um. Yeah, so I think that was a, was, a, was a great observation, right? I think that um, he's he's a game breaker. I think he has the ability to do that, but um, I think he relies too much on making the big play and wants. And I don't know if he wants to or if it's like subconscious, but um, you know, stay away from the big play, man. Just just yeah. be consistent. Because like, because don't get me wrong, when when Mahomes is on a tear, that man's unstoppable. Well, yeah. you can't you can't stop him. But, yeah. but he yeah. Anyways, um, number seven. Oh boy, here we go. I knew this was coming. I knew this was going to happen. So, Devontae Adams is, is, is number seven. And, again, I think it's appropriate. I know. I think it's very appropriate. I think he's the second best receiver in football right now. <laughs> second best. Get fucked. He's second best. Get fucked. He's second best. Who's better? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's a better receiver than Devontae Adams. In what? In look what at the comparison. Look at the comparison of quarterbacks they had. Okay. One had a has a quintessential Hall of Famer, first ballot, easy, easy selections. Mm-hmm. One of them has a, a good quarterback. One of them had other mouths to feed, as in Robinson, Woods, all those other guys on the roster, and still blew up. You have the other guy by himself. It's just him. Yeah, so defensively it's no, easier to No, they're fucking that. receiver. Yeah, defensively so, it's easier to stop that. Stop it. It's easier to game plan as a defensive coordinator if you got one guy to stop versus four. Right? Sure, but... And so if you have four guys that you're game planning against mm. to stop, and you're like, cool, we, we know who the clear number one is, 
but we also know we're not going to get beat by everybody else. Right. So our scheme is not consistent in just stopping one person. Mm -hmm. Our scheme rotates in making sure that everybody gets stopped while also bracketing that number one guy. Sure. When you have an athlete and somebody that's intelligent, that intelligent in a Cooper cup to be able to play the position. Sure. He's going to get open and you have somebody like Matthew Stafford who's also intelligent enough. Mm -hmm. You're going to give Cooper cup option routes, every single play and you're going to allow him to make it and trust that your quarterback's going to see him. Yeah. Right. So, I, I disagree with that because again mm-hmm. I think as a defensive coordinator sure and again this isn't even if he wasn't on the no race, no I know I know right? as a defensive coordinator it's a much easier game plan mm-hmm. to say hey I gotta stop Aaron Rodgers uh-huh. and I gotta stop Devontae Adams if I just stop those two guys yeah I, anybody else in the game can beat me sure right so I can bracket I can double I can I don't have to create rotations mm-hmm. in my coverage Devontae Adams is gonna stop him and he's sure. still sure dominated sure in his position. No, and again, I don't He's disagree with you. One wide receiver, nope, hundred percent, nope. Yeah, we'll see this year. And again, like I, the reason, and the reason I'm going to stick to that is also because I saw I saw a graphic today that was very interesting. Devontae Adams had the second most yards against man coverage, so it was like 1,100 yards of his what seven sixteen last year, whatever it was. Uh-huh. So bulk of his yards came against man coverage. Cooper Cup had 1,900 yards last season as a receiver. Only 800 of those were against man coverage. So to me, that just shows incredible intelligence as a football player to recognize his own, find the soft spot, get open. And so to me, 100%. I value that. Like I value a football player that can see his own, find a soft spot, sit in that soft spot, get the ball. Yeah. So it's because again, any any top receiver can win one v ones, right? I expect Adams to win one v one. And so, but with that, go, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. But I was just gonna say, I, I think having the ability to do both, win one v one, because Cup was number four in the league in man coverage uh, yardage. Uh huh. And then if you look, I guarantee if you look at zone coverage or like whatever, however, however they, however they break that stat down. I mean, the being able to do both is what, is what sold me. Yeah. And I, again, that's, those are fair points, but again, defensive coordinators, if you're manning somebody a majority of the time, it's not because you think that, Oh, like I can guard this guy one-on-one. There's always a bracket. Sure. Right. I agree and so, with you. so while Devonte may have been manned a majority or whatever the percentage was, there was always a bracket, right? Or always a spy. There was somebody underneath him. There was somebody over the top of him, guaranteed. Sure. Right? And so that does you, you can't do that as a defensive coordinator mm. against a guy like Cup because you have a smart enough quarterback in the backfield of the, of the Los Angeles Rams mm-hmm. and enough other weapons on the offensive team that they're yeah. going to beat you. They're going to tear you up. Yeah. Right? So, again, you're going to play a zone coverage because you're going to guard as many of those guys as possible. Cup is an intelligent guy, right? He's, he's going to find the position, but also, again, you've got to give credit to Stafford there because he's mm-hmm. also intelligent. Sure. That that dynamic is like, hey, like this guy, I know you're going to have, you can either run a curl here or you can run a nine here or whatever, and it's going to be based on you and I'm going to hit you. Yeah. Right? As an offensive coordinator for the Rams, you have that ability. Sure. So, again, I think that when you think about the, the, the dominant position of the wide receiver and, like, if you had to pick one of those wide receivers and say, hey, look, this is going to be my number one receiver – and I'm going to trust him more than anybody. I picked Devontae Adams 10 times out of 10 because he's going to sure. go up and make the contested play. Right. Sure. He's just, he's a, he's a, he's a better, he's a bigger body. Right. Sure. He's fast. He's consistent. And I think that again, that is like the true embodiment of a number one. I think sure. Cooper cup, you want to go back to Debo as like a product of his, of his, sure. of, his of his system. Cooper cups, a product of his system. I think that again, you put Cooper cup and you drop him in one of these other places where he's a clear number one. Yeah. He still is a clear number one. Well, clear number one, and there isn't really any other talent around him. Sure. It's going to be a very challenging thing, right? So I guess that'll be an interesting thing for us to see this year is mm-hmm. Devontae Adams Yeah. in a system that's very similar to what Cooper Cup has right now, where there's like a lot of like 
solid wide receivers, right? If you look at Darren Waller and you look at Hunter Renfro, like yeah. you, you, you can't just always double Devontae no, no, in our offense. Nope. Right? So you're going to have a very similar situation. So I think that it'll be interesting to see, right? Does Devontae Adams go out and have like a 1,900-yard season like Cooper Cup did? Yeah. Or does he not, right? And then it's like, okay, cool. Like there's 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 a there's a separator there. Sure. But as of right now, if I had to pick, I'm picking Devontae Adams and I'm putting him that's fair. as the best wide receiver in the league every single day of the yeah, week. Yeah, and like that's fair. Like, And by no means am I saying Cooper Cup is like head and shoulders better than Devontae. Sure. I just think – I think Cooper's been a great receiver for a long time. And he's finally got a quarterback that can throw a football because Jared Goff is ass. Hey, like no. he's hey, ass. No. I, I hope he has a good season. I year. don't. He's so trash. I want him out of the league. He's so boring. Why? He's terrible. I hope All he can do is play action pass. You, you, you make him drop watch, back. You need to watch. I don't need knocks. to watch that to know that he's an idiot. I've seen him for six seasons in the NFL. He's, he's a such dummy. A good guy. Sure, he's a great guy. So like, yeah. I'm a great guy. Doesn't mean I'm a good quarterback. Yeah, but if you were <laughs> if you were good enough to be in the NFL, I'd root for you to have a good season. That's great. I'm just a better person than you. Sure. Anyways. You can have it. Anyways, number six. TJ Watt. TJ. TJ oh. <laughs> Watt. I think that, I think that's right. I, I think that's that's a he's the best edge guy in the league in terms of like being able to do everything, right? He can cover, he can rush the passer, he can stop the run game. He Did plays he very disciplined for like two games. He wasn't gone very long. Okay. I just wasn't sure. So I think I think good football player. He tied the NFL sack record, missing two games. He only played fifteen. Instead of you know the full seventeen, he tied the sack record. So I, I the the only reason I wouldn't put him above the one last guy that's on the defensive side of the ball that's ahead of him is because TJ does make a lot of like second effort plays, and I know it might sound weird, right? But he doesn't necessarily dominate off the point of attack. He's but he's, his motor is just so stupidly ridiculous. He's never tired, so he makes a lot of those second wind plays, which is a part of his greatness and his intelligence as a football player. But I, I, that's why I, I don't see him ahead of the other defender on this list. I'm just so excited for the NFL season this year because I'm really like now that we're 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 engaging in these kind of conversations yeah. and we're we're doing it like you know publicly and like on, on a podcast and things. Just like I think I care more about like actually like paying attention to a lot of these things yeah. when I'm watching the games. I'm also gonna I'm, in, I'm I have the capacity to be able to watch more games now. Yeah, um, work and other changes in life, but um. So like now being able to like look at these and be like cool like I'm actually gonna be I'm gonna watch a, a couple Steelers games and be like all right like let's see how he plays so like again that's like that's the part that I'm missing is I don't have a lot of real time observation of a lot of these players yeah yeah that's where I mean honestly fortunately like I've never like I've I've always watched a lot of football like every football yeah. season like I'm watching football like I, I just I I I'm, yeah never made that concession there you go <laughs> there you go you know uh, learning experience for me number yeah. five number five Jonathan Taylor. I think that's accurate. And the only reason I say so, and again, I will concede to your point earlier, right? Derrick Henry for those first nine weeks was the best running back in football. But since Jonathan Taylor played the whole season and continued that dominance Mm -hmm. and was the best player at running back, I think five's accurate. I think he made some just absolutely monster plays, could catch the ball, was running the ball, could do everything. And even when Carson Wentz tried to lose him games, he'd get a you know what should be only a four yard run and break it to break it for a yeah. touchdown and be like, oh, come on, we're still in this, you know he's a baller. So I I think five is very accurate for Taylor. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Taylor's the best running back in the league last year. Yeah, um, hands down, I think that you know it's so fun to watch this kid play. I can call him a kid; he's younger than me. That's know, right? fucking like, wild. Twenty four. Um, <laughs> but watching him play was encouraging right motivating i think it was really inspiring to watch but really what i want to say is i again and i and i look at this top let's call it top five now right sure 
these guys got to be like in a position to fucking take or break the game, right? Make yep. or break the game. And I think that like every time that they touch the ball, like you hold your breath a little bit because you're like, oh shit, like this could this could change the game. Yep. Um, and I just kind of creeped ahead a little bit on a couple of these other players. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually I would flip him and the next person. Okay. And the reason that is, is because every time he touches the ball, like you have that hold your breath moment. Yeah. And I think as a wide receiver, which we're going to get into next is like, again, like if you're consistent, like every time you catch the ball is great. But like every time you touch the ball, I don't feel like you thought Cooper cup was going to break it for a touchdown. Sure. You're like, no, he's going to get like, he's going to catch the ball. If you throw it in his direction, he's going to catch it. He's going to get open. Yeah. But like, and again, that's just like the position of the wide receiver. No knocking, no knocking yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup. Of course. But every time Jonathan Taylor touched the ball, you're like, Fuck. you're like, oh shit, he's gonna, he's gonna score. Yeah, he can fucking score. And so, um, yeah, accurately ranked. Um, again, my my only thing is like, I say, hey, maybe I'd flip him and Cooper. Sure. Just because I'm like, oh shit, like again, I get that hold your breath factor. Yeah, it's a very tomato tomato situation. Yeah. Um. So number four, Cooper Cup. Um. Outstanding. I mean, just such a prolific season, and I I think such the a good human. Yeah, great guy. I mean, but I think the the stat that really spoke to me, the stat that really like blew me away when I was looking at it, got hot. Sorry. No, you're good. I think it was the in the Jared Goff era at quarterback. I think Cooper Cup only saw it was some ridiculously no, low number of like twenty something targets beyond twenty five yards. I think you were telling me about this, and it, it was like a really wild stat, and that, that's where everyone was thinking like he's not dynamic, he's not a playmaker, he's just a good possession guy, and then you get. Stafford the ball Stafford with the ball in his hands and I think he saw like 55 targets or something like that beyond 25 yards and this first season as his quarterback when Jared Goff was his quarterback for like three so I'm talking about and so it's like he's not just a route runner he's not just a possession guy like he's a game breaker like he's a guy that can break a game open by himself because he's that good of a route runner he's that smart of a football player he can make guys miss like he, he's able to do these things and so i I it was really fun to watch him finally get a chance to like break out of his shell and not be contained to a certain role. He was able to be all he could speed, be. Hit that top speed, like yeah, get out, get out there and actually like make some shit happen and do do what he was able to do for a long time in college and even in the NFL as a young guy. Just get fucking Jared Goff throwing him the football. I hate Jared Goff. Look, I, I'm Jared, not, if you're listening, I'm sorry, dude. You're probably a really nice guy. I just can't stand watching you play football. I'll be yeah, honest. Dude, I think he's gonna ball out this year. Here we are. Yeah. I think he balls out this year. Yeah, he's look he's looked good in training camp. He's looked mm-hmm. good in the preseason. He's got good weapons. I mean, St. Brown's no joke. That guy's gonna. Be, I think he's gonna be a real monster. He catches the he he does two hundred and two catches out of the machine every single day. He's or two hundred and seven. Well, I, call, I don't I know mean, what I, the number I is. I called it back when he was at USC. When I, cause I, I'm a USC fan, college wise. Yeah. GCU, we don't have a team, but like he was a beast in in college. He just he was playing for a time when SC didn't really have that great a quarterback play. Yeah, and he, he's a monster. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, number three. This one, this one irks me a little bit. Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a little, little too high. <gasps> a little too high. Just a touch. You got me fucked just, up. Just a touch. Not by a lot. I think he's still a top 10 guy, but I think the back half of the top 10. It's just me, though. You're crazy. It is just you. Probably it, you and maybe like three other people that it's were his haters. I'm not like, and I'm not an Aaron Rodgers hater. I love watching Aaron Rodgers play football. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to actually watch on any given Sunday. Like anytime a Packer game is on, I'll watch because of Aaron Rodgers. But have you watched that movie Any Given Sunday? Mm-mm. No, it's supposed to be really good. I, it, it has like that famous like clip where the kids um, bear crawling with uh, his with his buddy on his back. Oh, is that that, that movie? I've I think seen that couple, I've seen that. Yeah, I think times. I think that's what the clip's from. But you it's supposed to be a great movie. You just carried a man on your back. <laughs> yeah, he's all he's all. You're almost there. You're almost there. Five. Give me a little bit more. Yeah, yeah you're no. almost there. Just give me a little bit more. 
and then and then yeah. he goes a whole hundred yards. It's great. Uh, no, it's a great I get, scene. This, I get chills. It's a great scene. It's a shit. great scene. But uh, Rogers, and I only say it comparatively to other guys on the list, and it's the only is the only reason why I would put him a little lower. I would like I would personally rank like TJ a little ahead of Aaron. I would put I would put Cooper Jonathan Taylor above him. But why? Because for Aaron Rodgers, like he's very very accurate in the football. He's a great player. But last last three maybe three seasons when I see him in the postseason or in big moments, he's just not showing up anymore. It's not the same Rodgers as it was six seven years ago that were, that you knew was going to win you a game. Like really think about it. Like if if you watch a couple of those close games, he fumbled he fumbled it he fucked it and so it it's just I'm not as sold on his ability to be a, the clutch guy that he used to be and now. Maybe he's just had a couple bad circumstances or bad shakeouts in those results, whatever the case may be, but he's lost a little bit of that, and I don't think the same edge is there. I don't think he has the same edge he used to. I think he's a little more relaxed, almost too relaxed, and so I. that's the only reason. Like, and Again, I don't think he's a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. One of the best quarterbacks to ever touch a football field. You know, there's a few games that like stand out. That I'm like, ah, yeah, like I, I agree with you. But like, dude, the dude won back to back MVPs. Sure. Like, to say that, like, I don't think he should have won it last year, but I mean, not even by, I don't even think he's even close. I don't think he should have been in, in the top five. He threw four picks. Yeah, but he threw 4,100 yards. How many touchdowns? 37. He's way four picks. Yeah, but he's way, but Brady was 45 and, and six. Still, man. Anyways. I mean, the quarterback's always going to get the nod, right? Like, sure. unfortunately. Of I course. Mean, you no, could have no, threw somebody like Jonathan Taylor. should have been the MVP. I think so. I think 100% Taylor, Taylor, Taylor should Cooper. have been the MVP. Taylor or Cooper. Either one of those two should have been it. Yeah. I, I think, again, single-handedly, I, mean, I think the most valuable player, Taylor. you take Jonathan Taylor out of that team, like, they win four games. Maybe. Right? Like, <laughs> so, again, I I mean, and I might have, like, my fan blinders on for Aaron Rodgers, sure. right? But I just, again, and I look at the number one rated quarterback, fucking idiot, right? And I think that, you know, I also like, okay, I think of like the top four four quarterbacks, right? I'm like, okay, so we got Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. We got Aaron Rodgers. We got Tom Brady, I guess, right? Yep. Um, and then Mahomes. Like, Mahomes, right? Um, That's top four quarterbacks in the league right now. Right. I think it goes, if I'm thinking like the, what the, how the quarterback position is supposed to be played and who I'd want, I pick Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers first. Kay. Then I have Josh Allen. Okay. Then I have Brady. Okay. And then I have Mahomes. I, right. I would I would agree with that. I would just flip um, Allen and Rodgers. And again, I I think Allen's going to get there. Yeah. I still think that he has he has a lot of game to play. I think there's a lot of his game that he has to work on. Right. I think sure. as a pocket passer, as like if you want to have a long career in this league, yeah. Like there's going to be some of his games that he's going to want to clip off, and there's yeah. going to be some of his games that he wants to work on. Yeah. Because um, again, he's an athlete. He's a baller. Mm-hmm. He's a dog. He's got heart. He's going to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to play deep into your career. You can't do that at the quarterback position, right? It's just it is what it is. I think for a while mm-hmm. you can. I just think that there is a cap there. Well, I think you got to be choosy. Like again, Rodgers is very choosy. He's very picky about when he runs. Mm-hmm. Always very effective when he does it. Yeah, and so again, and I think that you know the quarterback position is meant to be played in the pocket, and I don't yeah. think there's anybody that does it better right now in the league than Aaron Rodgers. That's a fair. That's a fair point. I mean, again, like, and I'm not saying that he should be in the in the. Oh, Lord don't don't mistake my tone like I'm arguing with you. I'm just no, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling very good about it. No, no, hundred percent. No, no. <laughs> I just feel like very sure. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I, I don't think you're arguing with me. I don't, I, don't, I don't, I'm not taking it that way. I just, I think he's a, a touch too high. That's it. That's all. That's my only thing. I, I think he is the second best quarterback in the NFL. 
I would put Allen ahead of him simply for the physical tools because Allen is just that much of a monster that he adds an extra element to the game that's sure. that's just really crazy. And I think, like you said, he's dialed in a lot of those pocket passing things. He's really good in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And so, I, But again, you, you make a great point in the in the case that, that Rodgers really does play from the pocket like extraordinarily well. Yeah. And he's athletic enough to move in the pocket better than the guy at number one. Yeah, so. and I think that like – also, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, right, but I think that – you know, if we go back to kind of like, okay, I'm thinking like top 10 players, right? Mm-hmm. I think in this ranking specifically, mm-hmm. if we're talking about like in the up for the upcoming year, Josh Allen should be above Aaron Rodgers, right? Because sure. I think of like the most, the, the biggest potential to break the game yeah. next year. And I think that's what this ranking should be based on. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Who was the best players from last year that's going to make an impact this year as well? Yeah. And I think Josh Allen should be there. Yeah. Right. But if we're like talking like, grand scheme of things yeah like i think aaron Rodgers is rightfully placed but he yeah. should be above tom brady yeah in this situation sure i agree i don't want to argue on that one so number two aaron donald that's the number one guy he needs to be number one i don't give a fuck why i mean he was ranked two last year as well i mean it's so dumb uh, he's he's been the most dominant football player the last six years and it's just, it's really not close like for anybody who understands football to a fundamental level like he's the best player in football. It you can't. There's no argument against it. Teams do everything in their fucking power to stop this guy from breaking every fucking game he's a part of, and he still gets double digit sacks every year. Mm-hmm. He still forces big fumbles. Look at the fucking Super Bowl. Who made the last two plays to lock that game down and call it game? Aaron motherfucking Donald. He pulled that man, a grown-ass man, and yanked his ass back from getting a first down and then tore through a double team, chased down Burrow, ripped his bitch ass down, and said, no, give me that ring. Sure. He's that dog. He's that dog, but he played like a puppy the rest of the game. I'm going to be honest oh, with you. Oh, no, stop he did not. It. He did not play. He, he did not play at the past. Sure. But he did game. But again, we're talking... This is the player that you expect in the biggest moment on the biggest stage yes. to not be not not allow you, yourself to be double teamed, right? Not allow uh-huh. yourself to do these things. And like again, throughout the season, mm-hmm. you're double teamed, right? The last play of the game, you're double teamed, you break the double team, right? And I'm yeah. sure there's a there's a different level of adrenaline or whatever, but sure. like you did not play at the capacity at which you were expected to mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, right? Like and that would have been the difference between them winning the game and losing the game, right? Like, yeah. the fact that that game was that close is because you didn't have guys like Aaron Donald play at their capacity. You don't have guys like Von Miller do what they needed to do. Like, you didn't have these mm-hmm. these these players, Jalen Ramsey. Like, you didn't have these players doing what they needed to do. So, like, again, I don't disagree with you in your in your ranking. Like, Aaron Donald, Donald, fuck, <laughs> Donald is the most dominant football player, right? Yep. But on the biggest stage of made his the two life, biggest plays, sure. But he he shouldn't have had, they shouldn't have been in that position, and I think that if he played at, that. if he played at the capacity at which he could have or he should have again at that stage, mm-hmm. again you got sixty fucking minutes. Sure, you got sixty minutes. Yeah, everything that you've done in this season up to this point. Yeah, like if they would have lost that game, if he didn't do those two things, or if the, if that if if the, if they didn't run the ball right and they sure. threw it for the first down or whatever, right? Yeah, and they get it, he's out of the play, right? Like so, what I mean is is like it shouldn't have come down to that right uh-huh. because again they lose that game without those last two plays everybody's like man Aaron Donald didn't show up that game he didn't do what he needed to do he didn't he didn't he didn't but he, he didn't. did show up you can't say what if he didn't show up he did but he did but, but that's because 
the the situation was put in that play. But I'm saying if again, if the Bengals win that game or if they pass the ball or whatever. But they did pass the ball on the second time but, and he still got through and but, made Joey Burrow hit sure, the ground. Sure, but what I'm saying is is again, like those two plays, great. But in the biggest game, uh-huh, you should have been a bigger problem. And he wasn't. He I think just, he was he, a big problem. He wasn't the big problem. He wasn't a big problem, dude. Neither okay. him or Von Miller. Sure. I mean, I, right? like, I will I will very politely dis I will I will politely disagree with you only because what do you ask your best players to do? Make the big play in the big moment. Sure. You, even if you get even if the game plan is to lock you down and not let you do a th- a thing the entire time. I don't give a shit when the play when it comes when shit hits the fan, I need you to be Aaron Donald, be the best player on this football field. And what did he do in that moment? He was Aaron Donald and was the best football player on that field. So I I I I see what you're saying. I get it, but at the same time he made the plays he needed to to win the game. And that's what you want your best players to do. Make the plays to win me that football game. Are you looking up stats right now? I'm look, I just want to look up... Uh, let's see here. So before before we get too far into that, just to... Because I want to have a huge pause here. Um, number one was Tom Brady. And both Chris and I hate it. Neither of us are, are fans that's of that pick. That's just like a nod, right? Like, that's just like... We feel like we have to. He's it, 45, a, he's still playing ball, he's dominant. Cool. And he had a great season. Sure. Really good year. But top 15 maybe? But anyways. I don't think top 10 is a bad spot for him. I just don't think I don't think he by himself is the best player in football. And I, and I say this because Tom Brady is playing right now arguably with the most stacked team he's ever played with. If you look back at all those Patriot teams, like this, this Buccaneers team is stupidly loaded across the board. Like it, it's a, it is a, I'm in a monologue now because Chris is too invested in his research, but it, it, it he's on a, a loaded roster with a Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. He had Antonio Brown for a little bit, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette in the backfield, a good offensive line. Like that's the most loaded roster he's ever played for. Sure. And a defense that was top five. Yeah. Like, of course you had a great year. Yeah. Of fucking course you did. No one's shocked by that. Well, so it's like if anybody on that team gets hurt at any level, at any capacity, yeah. like I think they significantly damages that team. Yeah. So again, this is this is this is to my point. Aaron Donald made four total tackles that game as a defensive tackle. I want to preface: that. he's a D That's tackle. Fine. They yeah, don't so, make so, they don't make a lot of tackles. So here you go. You take out those two tackles that he did. He makes sure. two tackles. Sure. Right. And one solo. Okay. Okay. So you have guys like I don't even know how, who these people are, but like eight tackles, seven, seven, six. But what position did they play? Because uh, that, that, again, you have to you have to take for account his position. He's a nose tackle. Nose tackles don't get a lot of tackles. Their job is to disrupt the play, disrupt the line of scrimmage, so that a linebacker can come in and clean it up. Like what I would like to see is what what are the defensive tackles from the Bengals do that game? Okay. Probably not jack shit. Do you know who they are? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I can't say. I don't see who this guy is. As a linebacker. But again, my play, my point, my whole point, point is that in the biggest moment, he made two plays in a row, not in the same drive, not. You know, within the but same quarter, saying, in like, a row. But he made it in a row. Yeah, man. And if you if you if you save your gas tank all game to be able to do that, great. That's my made thing. The, is like made the plays. You made the plays, right? But you, if you if you don't reserve your gas tank, I don't think it's reserving a gas tank. I again, I, I think I, the Bengals had a great game plan to keep Aaron Donald away from Burrow, away from the run plays. I think they did a good job scheming I mean, he against touched Burrow him. three times. So there you go. He touched him. That's yeah. impacting the game. Sure. Three QB hits. I don't care what position you play on defense. That's a great game if you get three QB hits. Yeah, man. I mean, Especially I mean, from the interior. 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying, brother. There was uh there was some things that Aaron Donald I was I was wildly underwhelmed with his performance in the Super Bowl. I just can't believe you right now. You're just you're I you're like you're you. the you're the guy that like right? the last I know. The, the last thing that you see is all that like it's like oh that's what makes it. No, absolutely like, not. Dude, he performed again. He he, he didn't absolutely not. He he didn't play like the most dominant player in the NFL that game. And that's I, I just couldn't disagree more. We're gonna have to go back and watch the film. We're gonna have to go I, back and watch the film. Seriously, we're gonna have to because I, I really I like. You can't tell me he didn't play the best player on the field when he made the two game ceiling plays in a row. You gotta, back dude, to you gotta, back. You got to get off that. Back That's to fine. back. That's fine. But like you got to get off that. Like I'm not. I'm not arguing with that. Like good man, you showed up when you're supposed to. You did actually. You played the ball. You played the way you were supposed to the entire game. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But as the most dominant player in the NFL, uh-huh. to only show up on the last two plays of the game to in a row to steal the game, I'm like, dude. Like again, if he slips on that tackle or if any of those things it's like all right cool like now we're, we're not even having the conversation because the rams don't win the super but Bowl. but you can't play a what if game because he did it that's the thing that's that's where that's where i have a problem with your argument because you keep saying what if it's not what if he did it sure he did he it did but it. he did nothing else that's why it's, it's disappointing he's the most dominant player we're having the conversation he's the most dominant player in the nfl yes and he played 98 percent of that game uh-huh. as an average defensive lineman oh i would disagree with that entirely Okay, I mean, if you're, it's if clear. You're, it's clear you're, yeah. you're disagreeing. But if you're du- if you're doubled up all game long, especially yeah. as an interior lineman, it's hard for you to make plays. Sure. So his value to that game is being able to free up other guys to make plays. If anything, I would argue that Von Miller played like jack shit because Von I'm Miller, saying that because Von Miller had one on ones all day long and couldn't win. Hundred percent. So it's like I would I would put a lot more of that to Miller than I would Donald. Again, Donald, Donald. God damn it, Chris. <laughs> if I look at every <laughs> other game that Donald played, yeah, right. Like you you, you look just look at the playoffs alone. Absolutely dominant performances. Yeah. Right? But he doesn't have those two standout plays that, that he's remembered for. I like how you're doing this. Like, he didn't do it. Like, the air, no, quotes, no. The air quote signifies, like, he didn't do it. No, like, he stood out for those just two plays, and that made his entire performance. Like, I, I disagree with that, man. If you're the best player in the league, mm-hmm. you got to make more than two dominant plays. That's all I'm saying. That, that's, that's where my argument falls and lands. Like, there's nothing more than that. I don't have anything else to say. I'm just saying, at the very end of the day, again, if you're the best football, if you're the best player in football – in the, on the biggest stage and like you may never get to this point ever again you need to show up and make two more than two big two big plays that's yeah. that's, my, that's my argument but if you're a defensive player that's all you really get you only really get two opportunities dude you're on the field 50 percent of the game i understand that but if you're a defensive player you don't have as many opportunities to make those plays like an offensive player does but then 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 we're then we're having an argument how can you be the best player in the nfl uh-huh. if you only have a few opportunities right like how can you be a game breaker so it, 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 to, to the point, it's like, hey, like if we're going to go ahead and have the opportunity to say, hey, we're going to be able to rank this person as the most dominant player in football. Sure. We got we to remove the argument that well, only defensive players only have a limited opportunity to make those plays. Well, no, we have to say they have the, fair, the same opportunity to break mm. the game as any other offensive player or any other player ranked in this top 100. Sure, but I mean, defensive impact plays typically are bigger at the stake. Like, like they make more impactful plays when they make an impactful play. Sure. So I think the scale tips and it evens out whether it's volume versus quality of play. Sure. So again, like I said, mid two plays win the game. So that's all. That's all I care about. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> and that's all the Rams care about as well, right? So I'm not. I'm not here to say. The, yeah, I'm the, not here to say anything else. I'm just saying that, like, again, like I was underwhelmed with this performance. That was the only thing that I was, you know, saying yeah. this performance. It's like good. Like I get it. Like, but I 
I can't imagine. And again, I'm not there. I, I'm obviously I'm a moron and I suck at sports more <laughs> than any, hold on oh, more than it. anybody else. You know, all these players that we're talking about, right? So for me uh, to sit here from oh, my yeah. chair and have this conversation and feel like passionate about it is kind of idiotic of me. But again, from a from a from a spectator standpoint and like knowing how again my my all would have been mm-hmm. significantly lower than any of those guys in that list, sure. but. I know that like you would have had to carry me off the field mm-hmm. by the end of it. Yeah. Right. Because I would have been like, Hey, I'm never going to be here ever again. I'm never going to get this opportunity. I may break my leg and never be able to play again, but I guarantee you if I break my leg, it's going to be trying to force a fumble. It's going to be trying to do something. Right. So like, again, that's my mentality. Sure. And I just feel like that same mentality wasn't played with by a majority of the, of the defensive team on, on the Rams. Right. I mean, they gave up over 200 passing yards to Joey Burrow. Yeah. Right. Again, on the biggest stage, on, with a sh- the no, shittiest no. with the shittiest offensive no, line. I'll give you that. Ramsey. Ramsey played bad. Ooh, he had a bad game. And they had about eighty. I think it was like eighty-five rushing yards. Right. So it was, again, not a great performance, but not a no. poor performance. They had the worst off- one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And I'm just saying, like, again, it was an underwhelming delivery by a defense that had, you know, one of the best outside rushers ever in Von Miller, right? Yep. And he's still relatively young. It's like he's fucking old. No, he's not he's, Tom Brady, right? Like he's not, I'm not saying he's in his prime, but um, I mean, he's still he's still a guy that can make you plays. Yeah, still right. A guy that does that. And then you have a guy that's supposed to be the most dominant player in football. Yeah. And you have both those guys on the same line. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, like they should have rushed for with the with the offensive line they were playing against, they should have rushed for 40 yards and they should have probably passed for 150. Probably. I mean, you might be right. But anyways, they they lost the game still. So. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, but again, if Honestly, if the if the if the right call would have been made in the Bengal Raider game, it wouldn't have even been close because the Raiders would have smoked them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Mic drop. Here we go. Anyways, if you hung on <laughs> for dear life through this argument, uh, this back and forth, I think that was the most. Ooh, it's warm. It's hot in here now. Um, thank you. Uh, you know we uh, are passionate about our points of views. I guess. Well, it comes to football, yeah. Yeah. To be fair. Um, you know, that whole, that whole, I was just, I was dying on my hill, right? Because I don't remember the game like fucking vividly. I just oh, remember I being underwhelmed. So I'm going to have to go back to the, uh, the tapes and, um, I will admit if I was wrong, but as of right now, enough. I'm not wrong. Okay. It's fair enough. Is that fair team? It's always fair. All right. Everybody. Thanks for hanging on. I know this one was tough probably to hang on for dear life, nah. but, um, this is probably one of our longer episodes, but we're here. We made it. Again, this is Hanging Out for Dear Life. My name is Chris. I'm Daniel. And we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>